This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. As usual, I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Jamie. How are you guys today? It is a very Merry Christmas podcast, I guess, because you're going to hear this right after Merry Christmas, or after Christmas. It is. Today is December 22nd. It is my daddy's birthday. (gasps) Happy birthday. Happy birthday, daddy. Um, What else is going on today? Huh. Um, Oh, I dodged the COVID bullet again. She did. Fucking three times since October. I'm like the Matrix. I'm like the Keanu, <laughs> I am the Keanu Reeves of COVID. You better hope to God you don't end up with it now. Right. When it gets me, it's going to get me bad. I know. I'm like, <laughs> It's going to be like, bitch, you're fucking around with me. And I was being nice to you. But now, like, huh. here you go. Here's a big old gift. Well, it's like our boss's house. Just continue to hassle. Have, it's like <laughs> COVID castle. That's what I call it. Oh my god! It's just like oh my god, the hell! It's like it just doesn't stop. I don't know, but I made these cookies this past weekend, and I you're supposed to bring me some, girl. They're gone. I Fuck. have to remake them tonight because they literally just ate them and ate them and ate them. They were Bailey's chocolate chip. With walnuts. Mm. And oh my god, were they fucking delicious. Yeah. And I used like a cup of Baileys in that chip. They used to wear boozy as fuck cookies. Wow. They were delicious though. I just realized you brought it up and I'm like, wait a minute. I know. I was supposed to bring them and I went to get them and I was like, oh, they're gone. And then I was going to make them, but Lori works in the dining room and she had that job interview today and I didn't want to be like running the mixer and all that with her in there because it's so important that, you know... She gets that interview. She, she got that interview in, mm-hmm. and I'm. You know what? Our friend Lori has gone through hell and back. Yes, she has. And she has blossomed and bloomed into this wonderful heavy metal rock star flower. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud of her. She went from not working for 12 years to getting this job as a CSR at you know this this bank, and then. Next thing you know, she's a SME, which is a sub subject matter expert. Uh-huh. And then she's only a SME for like three months. And then they're like, hey, there's a team manager position open. We want you to interview for it. Right. Like she got invited to interview for it, which I think is absolutely wonderful. She works from home and she gets up every day and she gets fully dressed. Does she? Shoes and all. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she was like... I need to, oh, at the end of the day, she's like, I should go put on comfy pants. Bitch, why aren't you wearing comfy pants? I know you should be comfy pants anyway. When I worked from home, I literally rolled out of bed, made myself a cup of coffee, and didn't even bother to put a bra on all day. (laughs) Half the time, I didn't even bother to brush my hair. I look homeless most days. Right, and you're like, let me get my shit together and get dressed, and I'm like, why? Like, why? Do people see her on video calls? No. Wow, look at her She's gal. like, it doesn't feel like work unless I'm dressed. And I'm like, oh. You're one of those. I don't even get dressed to go to Kathy's half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh get dressed God. to go to actual work, Lori. Well, you know, she was going through a divorce. It was a rough time. 
She had to figure out her life, and she did. Yeah. And she's fucking killing it. So if anybody's out there feeling like the world is kind of over. Right. And you don't know how you're going to function. She didn't know how she was going to function at first either. Now look at her. She's doing great. And she's like 2.5 seconds away from getting her apartment. Yeah. So for all you guys out there, and I know it's Christmas. And I know this Christmas has been hard Uh on everybody. And it's been sad. And there's been a lot of loss. And 2020 has just been a dumpster fire of a fucking year. My God, has it ever. But, if you feel like the world is going to end, and you feel like everything's coming down on you, just Mm -hmm. know that you can get through anything. Yep. You can get through anything. Shit happens, and you know what? You either fall apart from it, or you learn from it. Or a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I prefer to do both. I I prefer to wallow in self-pity for at least four or five days before I try to claw myself out of self-misery. Yeah, this time last year was so bad for me. God, remember last year? Oh, my God. I was like, how am I ever going to get through this? Like, Similar story. Uh You know, here was this guy that you thought Mm -hmm. you were going to be with forever, and then, boom, he's a dickhead, and then (laughs) you have to deal with that shit, and... All these lies and, and, and revelations came about and you were like, holy fucking shit. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought it was over. I mean, there was a point in time where, where my you, son had to get me off the floor. You said, That's how bad I was. You said to me, Jamie, I'm going to just be alone forever and I'm never going to find anybody. And this is it for me. And blah, blah, blah. And now look at you. You've got this guy who fucking worships the quicksand you walk on. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. He really does. He does. I'm like, I'm, I couldn't be any... Happier if I could try. I mean, with somebody like him. He's like, you know, you see those people out there and then they're like with their significant other and they've just been together forever and they, and then one moves, the other moves and it's like, they're just the best of friends. And it's like, I always thought I would really love that. Like you can just tell like certain people just belong together. Like I have a friend named Danielle, uh, you know, oddly enough, and her and her husband are like that. And they're just meant to be like, it's the weirdest thing. Like, they are like, when you see one, you see the other. And that's kind of how me and Bruce are. So, count myself very, very lucky. But this time last year, right? My heart was so goddamn broken. And I don't usually like my kids to see me that upset. I mean, they'll know that I cry a little bit here and there. But I don't like them to see me emotional. Right. We were sopping you up with towels. It was pretty bad. You were broken. I was pretty, yeah. It was absolutely one of the worst feelings. You were broken, and then yeah. you got jaded. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Well, that's the funny part. Actually, I talked about this guy on the podcast. You were like, this motherfucker. What do you mean, recent pictures? I post a selfie every fucking week. I know. And I was so rude to him. Oh, my God. One day, he's going to have to come on. He's never give, He never gave up, though. He never gave up. He never did. And I was so rude to him and nasty. And I'm like, you know what? I felt like the diary of a mad black woman, except it wasn't me. <laughs> As a white woman, I guess. <laughs> because you know how she just was bitter and fucking angry? Yeah. And what's his facey? I can't remember. A hot little guy. Shamar Moore? Shamar Moore was like, let me just take you out to this jazz place, blah, blah, and it'll be great. And then they're dancing and she's smelling him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he had like a weird wig on with like cornrows or something. No, that was just his hair back then. Was it just his yeah. hair? I don't, because it kind of looked a little odd on Yeah, him. he's way know. hotter bald. Is he way hotter bald? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like she was just fucking miserable, man. She fucking hated men and fuck that. But I felt like her. Right. Right. I I mean, because everybody, regardless of your race or your color, whatever, it makes no difference. Like, we've all been there. You know, we're all, all, we all bleed red and we're all pink on the inside. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. We all have the the 
capability of being jaded and angry. Like, Paco was an unexpected gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not one of those couples where if you see me, you see him. Because we, we do have, like, he has his own thing he does and I do my thing. Oh, yeah. But when we come together, it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, of course. I'm so happy because, like I said, today's my dad's birthday. And you always have the expectations Mm-hmm. to have the man that will basically love you like your father loved you, could protect you, mm-hmm. and, and no matter what you do, he's always in your corner. Mm-hmm. And I think finding Paco really worked out because he is that guy. He right. is that guy that is always protecting me, and he's right. always looking out for my best interest, and he loves me as much as my father does. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a goal that most little girls... Lucky, lucky little girls who still mm-hmm. have their dads. Right. Or are parts, their dads are a part of their lives. Right. You know, you want that, that connection that, you know, this man, like, you always feel safe with your dad. Right. And Most people, yeah. And it's amazing when you can actually say, I feel safe. I definitely feel safe with Bruce. That's for sure. It's the first time in my life I feel I can just be exactly who I am. I don't have to be afraid of anything. We can tell it like it is. We can talk like it is. And it's 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 wonderful. So and my dad I'm very fucking, lucky. My dad fucking loves Paco. And I know he loves Paco because this is what happened um, a few oh. months ago. <laughs> In the summertime, we had a game night over Kira's. Like right after this COVID shit started. And I said to Paco, I said, you know what? My dad's sitting here. You should just ask him to marry me now. So, you know, he's, you've got his permission. And you can just, you know, go on and just do it whenever you want to. Yeah. And my dad... <laughs> My dad looked at Paco and said, dude, could you just marry her already so she'll shut the fuck up? Oh, my God. I remember. And I was like. I remember this. I was like, that is awesome because. (laughs) This is great. I was with Kevin and my dad hated Kevin. And I was with Ron and my dad didn't hate Ron, but he didn't think he was the one for me. Like he's, he was always making that. And he'd never say anything like that to Ron because I'd be like, daddy, just give him permission. And my dad would be like, no. So, oh, wow. So, for him to say that to Paco, to be like, just do it already so she'll shut the fuck up. Like, that was my my eye-opening moment. Like, oh, my God, my dad really does like him. Of course, yeah. he came down at Thanksgiving and was like, where's Paco? And I was like, he's not here. And he was like, well, then I'm going back upstairs. I know, right? Isn't that a nice feeling? Whatever, Dad. Well, um, you know, Christmas is coming up. Today's Tuesday. Christmas is on Friday. Oh, my God. Christmas is so close. Yeah, it's a little weird. I this. With Christmas time, though, coming up, my mom, as I mentioned before, she has breast cancer, and she's going to have her mastectomy done on Monday. <gasps> yes, on Monday. That's so close. It is so close. Well, my mom wanted to get it done because, you know, with freaking insurance companies, they have these highest deductibles now, and my mom already met her deductible for the year, and it was thousands of dollars, and she's like, if I can get it done before the end of the year, I'd be helpful. I'd be grateful. And it's exactly what I did last year when I had to have my surgery. Right done so I was like if I could just get my surgery done and I because you know I just I wanted to move on from a whole lot of things and that was one of them so my mom's kind of doing the same thing um so you know anybody that's listening if they could just put like some you know nice thoughts into the atmosphere for me and for my family I would really really appreciate that um but I'm looking forward to Christmas and spending it with my family and I don't know I'm just I'm starting to get excited and it's so funny because every single year I'm like oh, I feel like I have a Christmas spirit you know, and then, like, the week of Christmas, I start to feel a little bit, and now I'm like, I want to bake, and I want to do all these things. Um, I'm, I'm still struggling with the Christmas spirit thing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's very hard because this is the first actual year where Katie doesn't live with me. Oh, and yeah. And there's no... <coughs> There's nobody waking up and running to the tree except for me. Like, I'm totally running to the fucking tree. <laughs> What's under here for me? But there's no, there's none of that, like, look what I got and I can't wait for her to see it. And, you know, there's, it's, it's, I'm an empty nester now. Mm-hmm. And that is so yeah. weird. It, it's it weird me out when, too. you know, I, I'm, I'm getting Katie. Like, I got Katie a few things, but I didn't do, like, like, what you would normally do if that child lived with you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, Katie's killing it, though. Katie's doing so good. She you know is what? doing good. She is such a little, like, she's, she's got a job, but she's also, like, quite the domestic diva. Do y'all remember when I was so angry? <laughs> I know. I'm like, and she is just killing it in the game. She freaking loves she it. She is. She got a car. Lee just got a car. Um, Her husband just got a new car the other day because the transmission went on his, on his um thing. And the funny yeah. thing is, he went through the bank. Um, because when he went through the car loan, the car dealership, the loan they were going to give him mm-hmm. was so unbelievably high because he's got excellent credit, but he hasn't had that excellent credit long, long enough. Long enough. Yeah. So he went through the bank and got a better loan. Right. So here he is. Good for him being right. smart enough to think of that too. I mean, just he's, taking what he's they, not even you know. 21. Yeah. And he's super smart at things like that. And here he is, so in love with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that I, I was like, whatever, he's a fucking Duggar. But, yeah, <laughs> I know, I remember that, the runaway Duggar. But he, he really does honestly and truly love my daughter. And I see that when I look at him. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm very much starting to, to love him. Like, I'm supposed to. Yeah, he takes care of her. He takes such, He works hard. He, he takes, takes care of her. He takes such good care of her. Yeah. He doesn't allow anybody to speak to her like she is below them. Mm-hmm. He will... He will... I mean, he stood up to me, which was stupid, because at the time, he, he could have got killed. But... I <laughs> know. Oh, my God. But he stands up to people who... Yeah. Like, try to belittle her or speak to her in any mm-hmm. type of way that he doesn't like, and he's like, that's not gonna fly. He's a good little church boy. He really is, and he's yeah. a good husband, mm-hmm. and he makes sure that she's taken care of, and I honestly have to say that I am so proud of my daughter and the way she is out there just killing it as an adult. Like, I, I really had no issues. The other day, I saw her bank account was low because I'm still connected to her bank account. Yeah. So every once in a while, when it's low, I'll throw like 20 bucks in there just so she's not broke. Mm-hmm. And she called me up, and she was like, why'd you do that? I get paid tomorrow. Take your money back. Because you had $3 in your account. I gave... I right. Mean, if there's something happens, like, I don't want you to be ass out. Here's right. $20. Yeah, just have something. You know, just And something. she's like, whatever. You don't have to do that for me anymore, Mom. Oh, And she said that to me, and I was like, I know I don't. But now I'm doing it because I want to. Yeah. Because I'm I mean, so maybe. motherfucking proud of her ass. She got me these pillows for Christmas that say, um, good morning, or good fucking morning, and there's <laughs> one that says, zero fucks given, and they're like little throw pillows. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I saw this video, and I love them so much that I found them for you. Oh, she my like, God. She was like, because they, they spoke to me. They were like, this sounds like your mom. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so adorable. I uh, can't wait for grandbabies. Right now, I got a grand puppy. I was going to say, I was like, next thing you know, you'll be hearing about grandbabies, but I do have something... Kind of like, you know how you always do, like, am I the asshole? Oh, I have one of those today. But yeah. I have never seen an am I the asshole, like, until now. Oh, is somebody the asshole? It's rare that somebody is actually the asshole. No, he actually is not the asshole. The oh. other person's still the asshole. But. 
some people, it, it's weird. Like, a lot of people are on the fence. Like, most people are, like, on his side. But some people are, like, on the fence. I, like, could be, like, you know. Well, and I thought about it. And I'm, like, God, I, I hope I never have to know. Anyway, this is what right. it is. So, it was Guy angers his grieving best friend after telling her the death of her dog is not the same as the death of his child. Well, who the hell's calling me? Um, so, I was, like, oh, that's weird. So, apparently, his best friend... Had a dog, and it was, like, her baby. Right. Okay? Well, apparently, he had a child that died a few years ago. It was hit by a truck. <gasps> oh, yeah. It was not good. He was like, let me tell you what. When you see your child die in front of your eyes. Oh, my God. I don't even yeah. think about it. Now, I have no idea how that would have happened because, you know, I my mean, first I... instinct is to be, like, an asshole and be like, why is your kid get ran over by a truck in I've front of you? I've seen Katie die in my mind's eye. Many times, but it's usually me choking her out. <laughs> it's a little different. But it's a little different. Well, so apparently it says, whenever we see a friend grieving, of oh, this is from, I don't even know who the hell this is from. Comic Sans? Ah. It doesn't even, that's not funny though. Like if you Comic think Sans, about it. Comic they just named it after Comics the Comic yeah. It's comicsans.com. So anyway, it says... <clears throat> Whenever we see a friend grieving over the loss of life, we want to comfort them with words. But what is the right thing to say? Some people respond with, I have no words. And I always find that hard to do. Like, always, right. like, I, I feel, you know, sorry for your loss or whatever. Because it, and it's so shitty because it's so, like, meh. I, I, say, I wish I, I could say more. I, yeah. And I say, I can't even imagine how you feel. Yeah. Like, it's I just, can't ugh. fathom. I don't want to fathom it. I don't want to. I know. I, I just don't. And, you know, we have that one friend, what is his James, or whatever you call him, and his grandmom just died, and he is a fucking wreck, and I feel so bad for him. Um, it says... Oh. James Ellsworth. Oh, my God. Yeah, his mom died. They lived together like he was, like, a mom's boy. Oh, yeah, he is, like, oh, not doing guy. well. And I'm like, I can imagine why. Um, it says, and maybe being uh, bereft of speech is better than doling out forced platitudes. Redditor, infamous ambassador, asked if he was the asshole for telling a friend that her dog dying is not the same as my kid. Before readers would be quick to assume that the OP is not the asshole, he provided some context before delving into the heated discussion about whose grief was more significant. Like, this is kind of like, I don't know, it's I just weird. I don't think that anybody should compare anybody's grief, whether it's a dog or a person. No, like, but you know what? It's kind of weird to say what she did, though. Okay, go ahead. So it says, so yesterday, my friend's 16-year-old dog that she had since she was 10 passed away. The dog was her best friend, and she's been a wreck. We've all been visiting to take care of her because all she wants to do is just lie in bed and cry. Today, she was a bit better, and she asked for me specifically. She said... Now I know what it felt like for you. Losing a kid is so, so hard. Okay? The OP shared his background being a young parent and tragically losing his son. I'm 26, male. My girlfriend got pregnant at 14 and I was a father at 15. He was the best little boy ever and I was in love with him. I had a job and her parents kicked her out so she moved in with mine and by the time I was 19, I was happy and me and her moved into an apartment together. But when, the next, but when the next year, when he was five years old, he got hit by a truck and passed away. It's been six years, and I still think of him every day. I told her, maybe a little insensitively, you didn't lose a kid. Regardless of anyone's point of view on the comparison between losing a pet or a child, he continued making his point. She looked taken aback and said she did, and something about how fur babies were kids too. I said, losing a kid is nothing like losing a dog. And she started getting angry and told me she raised her dog for way longer than my son. <gasps> Some of these things I'm kind of wondering if they just put extra shit in there to make the other person look worse. I don't know. 
Because who would say that? I raised my dog longer than you raised your kid. Who says that, though? And, you know, that doesn't, like, make sense. Anyway, I got mad and yelled at her to never talk about my son again, and then I stormed out. A friend intervened to diffuse the tension. Her best friend sent me a long message about how she understands I'm grieving about my kid, but her grief is fresh, and I've had six years to deal with it. This also sounds extremely insensitive and like he wants somebody to pick him. I don't know, but you're you're like taking it apart. That's I am just like, oh, no, because the who says that? Like, oh, you've had six years to deal with the fact that your people, kid died. People, people should are, not be saying that, or you should not even be around these people. People who are dumb and and try to make they probably didn't mean anything by it. They're probably just saying the wrong thing, which is human error. I mean, maybe I don't know. I feel like this guy's like completely full of shit. Anyway. My friends are divided on this. Some say I should have just nodded along. Others say she was out of line mentioning my kid. Am I the asshole? Okay, so here's the thing. If it truly happened that way. No, you're not the asshole. You're not if the it asshole. truly happened that way. Yeah, if it happened that way. But my sister, up, my sister had Chica, her, mm. her dog, for mm-hmm. 15, 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. And she loved that dog. Like, that, oh, was, yeah. that was her baby. And when she... Had to put that dog down. It fucked her up to mm-hmm. the point where, you know, I had to go out and buy her a new puppy. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you get an animal, you know that that animal is going to grow old and die in front of you. It's going oh, to yeah. die before you. When you have a child, your mindset is that you're going to die before that child. Mm-hmm. And that child's going to have to bury you. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to work. Believe it or not, exactly what you just said right now is what most people that are siding with him said. Just exactly so your words. you can't say that losing... You can say that the pain is very similar. But you can't say that the pain of losing a dog or an animal of any sort mm-hmm. is the same as losing a child. No, it's I had that not. house fire and I lost... Not one, not two, but three of my fur babies. Right. Three of mine. Mm, and God, it was awful. It was terrible, and it hurt me, and I was sad for their loss. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I lost Katie. Right. And that's the thing. You have the grief. There's no such thing as people grieve to grieve. Like, it's not, I'm not saying one's worse than the other. But I'm saying you can't compare the two. It's apples and oranges. That's what I'm saying. I don't, you can't. And it's like even, there's some people though that we know. Uh, we have a, a friend named Erin that you haven't seen that her and her husband, Jamie, they got dogs. They have two dogs. Yes, and that's they what have they decided Wallace. to do. Wallace and, oh God, I don't know the other one's name. But Wallace is like, they used to come into the bar all the time. Like Erin and Jamie are like my people. Yeah. Like I fucking love them. And I knew them before they got married. I saw the ring before Aaron did. Right. Like, it was a whole thing when I had a kidney stone and I could barely walk, but nobody would cover for me and on the rocks. Jamie, who was also a bartender, popped behind the bar with me. Like, wonderful. I met Wallace. They first, they got this this little puppy, Miller, is mm-hmm. what they called him. They wanted a bulldog so bad, so they mm-hmm. got Miller. And within, like, four or five weeks, it was she was born with, like, a defect or something, and that puppy died. Mm, I remember that, yeah. So, they were all fucked up about it. Mm-hmm. But then they got Wallace, who's an older dog. Mm-hmm. And they fucking are so happy. And I love the fact that they don't they chose not to have kids because they want dogs. And Kira's yeah. the same way. Kira was like, I don't want children. I don't want children, yeah. And now she had Chica, and after a while, after the grieving process was over, I got her hiccup. Right, and and a lot of people do do that, and they're like, you know what, I've decided that, you know, this, the, you know, animals that I get are going to be my children, and I know there's other people that 
It's not the same thing. I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Um, but it's like, as much as I love Lainey, I mean, I love Lainey. Like, I know there you is do. nothing. I mean, it's so funny when I when I go upstairs and go to bed at night, and I lay down, I lay down next to her, and my feet are up by his head, uh-huh. and because I'm petting her at the bottom of the bed, and in the morning I wake up and the first thing I do is move down to the bottom of the bed and pet her, and so I mean, it's just I just love my dog, but I'm like I can't even imagine the pain of what it would feel like for me to lose Christopher Jonathan. Right. And if this is truly what this woman said, I would never speak to her again. Right. Like, there would be no coming back from that. But it just right. seems so odd to me. Because the death that of the dog. this is your best friend who would say something like that. The death of an animal is expected. Yeah, and it's like, but it's so odd to me that, okay, if you're this way and people know that you're upset about your kid, like, how odd is that for them to come out of, like, left field like that and make that comment, like, I now know how. It just seems far-fetched to me. Like, the whole thing sounds fucked up. And if it's not fucked up, you shouldn't be talking to people anymore. So, right. That's what I have to say about that. I just, I saw that and I was like, I definitely have to talk about it because it's interesting. Like, I know at some point something will happen with Lainey. Oh, I don't want to think about it. I know. I don't want to think about it either, but at some point I know it's going to happen. I mean, she's 13 years old. You know what I mean? It's something, something's going to happen with her at some point. I'm like, but oh my God, my boys. Holy shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. did I do the story about the comfort bear? I don't think so. Okay. So I'm going to do this one. It's okay. another Emma the asshole. Oh, is it? Okay. And I kind of think she is. Oh, really? Oh, my God. But I kind of think he's ridiculous, too. So, a woman refuses <coughs> to give her husband back his comfort bear that plays, his, that plays an audio of his late ex unless he goes to therapy. So, it says what? marriage. Yes. Marriage has its own complexities. Adding grief or mental health struggles into the mix can add to the stress. After 22 years of watching her husband struggle with the grief over an ex-girlfriend who passed away in high school, she intervened. Her husband relied on a teddy bear with a voice recording from the late ex to fall asleep every night. You're freaking kidding me right now. Right. She went to the Am I the Asshole subreddit for your feedback. Da-da-da! When my husband was in high school, he dated his best friend at the time for two months. They didn't break up. She died in a car accident. God rest her soul. I also attended the same high school, albeit a student two, as a student two years his junior. But we only started dating after we both went to college and we're close, that we're close by to each other. From when we started dating to now, my husband has suffered, oh, had a stuffed bear with an audio clip of his ex saying, I love you in it. You know, one of those bears that you squeeze and they say the audio? Every <gasps> oh night he squeezes it and it supposedly helps him fall asleep. He never went to therapy to get over her death. The fact that he still has this bear and squeezes it to help him fall asleep at least once every night leads me to believe that he still hasn't moved on from her death. Right. At first, when we started dating, I was okay with it. I know that everyone has different times to process loss. And that that she wasn't his lover, but also... Oh, that she wasn't just his lover, but also his best friend. So, however... As the years went on and he remained attached to the bear, if not more so, I suggested and started pushing for therapy. He had adamantly refused at the time, saying we couldn't afford it, which was true because we were both struggling financially. Now, however, we are both financially stable and able to afford therapy. He still refuses to go. We had a huge fight fight about it yesterday and I ended up taking the bear. <gasps> oh no. I told him that I bear. that I won't give it back until he promises to either attend some sort of online counseling or actual therapy when this pandemic is over. My husband is extremely upset with me. I don't oh. want him to get rid of the bear by any means. 
I think that it's a lovely idea to continue to honor the memory of his best friend, but his attachment to the bear is nuts. He needs to hug it every night no matter what. Panics if he can't find the bear. Panics if I take it for a bit to wash it or clean it. I want him to keep the bear, but stop being so attached to it. I communicated this to him several times over the years, but he has either brushed me off or told me that I'm disrespecting his ex. I know that at face value, what I did is definitely an asshole move, but I think I have enough, ju enough justification and reasoning behind my actions. It's going to be 22 years next month since she died, and I just don't think it's, a, it's an obsessive attachment... An obsessive attachment this long is healthy. Still, though, my husband hasn't talked to me ever since the fight, unless he is demanding the bear. I'm starting to feel like I did the wrong thing. She should have taken the damn bear. You knew he had the damn bear. But I do think he needs to, like, you know. I agree that he, he might need to speak to somebody. Um, but she let this behavior go on for 22 fucking years. Like, I know. Like, she's why letting now? Him have the, why all of a sudden now? It is very odd to me, though, that, like, he's with this person now, and it's been that long, and he still needs to squeeze this fucking bear? I don't think the bear's about <clears throat> her anymore. I, I know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's just a thing he started doing for anxiety, maybe? I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't think she should have taken the bear. No, I think it's really shitty to do it because you've already known he's had it forever. I could see you getting mad, though. Right. I could see a woman being like, all right, enough. Like, this is another woman. It's not, you know, it's not like it was a grand, a mother's voice or a father's voice or even a child's voice that was lost. It's just like another woman. Right. And the thing is, let him grieve. Let him have the bear. But I don't think it's about the bear or the voice anymore. I think it's about his anxiety. I think it's a comfort to him. I think that he... He's got an underlying issue that they need to take care of. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree that she probably, he needs to go to therapy and, like, get his shit figured out. But, like, to get all spiteful and take, I don't know. And the whole, actually, the fact that I'm even saying what I'm saying right now, you shouldn't have taken a grown man's bear. It seems a little odd. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just very interesting to me what people put up with. I don't know. It's like, Maybe I, she'll I give it back to him for Christmas. Ah! <laughs> Oh, that was by Percolately, though, but it was, it's from Reddit. Well, I got something, like, completely different. Okay, let's do it. It's really interesting. They actually just posted it today. So, remember when, like, you see all these, like, space things, and it's like, you could do, like, quantum leaping. And, yes, I'm know. excited to hear about this. So, I've, I've kind of been waiting for this. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this is, like, the first step in us turning into any of that stuff. So, because you know, like on Star Wars or whatever it would be, <laughs> she's just like picking up my little food on the desk over there. Well, that's because you hoard food in here and I like it. Well, I have to because these motherfuckers eat everything around here. You what is salted caramel? Is that coffee creamer? Where? Right here in this box. Oh, that is a um, protein Ugh. drink. It's actually pretty good though. Um, anyway, so, you know, we would watch, like, Star Wars or something else, and they'd be like, hit the hyperdrive, and then they'd mm -hmm. go all, like, fast, and they'd go through a wormhole or something. Well, according to the Daily Mail, they just posted it today, and it says, NASA scientists achieve long-distance quantum teleportation over 27 miles for the first time, paving the way for unhackable networks that transfer data faster than the speed of light. Pew. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's really neat that they're able to do that with data. 
So I'm wondering if it's just the beginning now that they're like, you know, what di- that they didn't realize existed before. It was only hypothetical theory, right? And now all of a sudden they were able to get it. Man. So it's kind of interesting. It says 2020 science- is not the fucking year, though. We're going to get like some weird alien parasite or we're going to get zombies, alien zombies. <laughs> we only have a couple more days left till the end of the year. So let's just hang in there. Um, it says scientists have demonstrated long distance. Quantum teleportation, the instant transfer of units of quantum information known as qubits for the first time. The qubits, I'm probably saying that wrong, and if I am, don't be coming in here. I'll holler at me that I don't know how to spell shit or pronounce shit. Um, it says the qubits were transferred faster than the speed of light over a distance of 27 miles, laying the foundations for a quantum internet service, which could one day revolutionize data storage and computing. Quantum communication systems are faster and more secure than regular networks because they rely on photons rather than computer code, which can be hacked. That's kind of interesting. Look, my sister's job just got what they called ransomware, where they hack into your shit until you pay them a ransom and then they release it back to you. Oh my god, I've heard about that. Mm -hmm. I think your sister may have told me about what happened with them. Uh Uh-huh. Holy crap. Like, that's a good thing if they can not hack you because that's fucking insane. Well, I'm like, who? That's, like, crazy. It says, but their development relies on cutting-edge scientific theory, theory which transforms our understanding of how computers work. Quantum teleportation relies on a phenomenon known as quantum entanglement, whereby two particles are linked in such a way that information shared with one is shared with the other at exactly the same time. Wow, all right. This means that the quantum state of each particle cannot be described independently of the other, including when the particles are separated by a large distance. However, quantum entanglement is highly sensitive to environmental interference that can easily disrupt a single or signal and provide the theory has been, and proving the theory has been technologically challenging for academics. So I'm like, that's kind of neat. Says the latest research from Caltech, NASA, and Fermilab built a unique system between two labs separated by 27 miles. And that's kind of how it worked. That's super cool. And then they kind of go into it a little bit, but it's kind of getting boring for me at this point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really excited that they got to I'm it. I'm bored with this now. I'm bored with this. I'm ready to move on. But I kind of think, okay, so it's just the beginning of information. Right. Who's to say, you know, once they get that information, as soon as they get that and they understand what they're doing and now they know what they're doing. Right. It's like they're just going to keep building and building and building until eventually maybe they can do beam me up Scotty fucking shit and you can be beamed up somewhere. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'd like to be beamed up. Or maybe we can go through wormholes or some shit, you know, to get to like other planets or whatever. And you never know. Huh. Kind of interesting, right? It is interesting. Yeah. All right. So apparently, uh, I got a story about Delaware, but also the Route 40 killer, Stephen Cadell. Yeah. It's, like, making a huge comeback around the, like, the news. Like, things like news break and things like that. Apparently, they're doing a, they did a series on him. Like, Delaware Online did a series on Yeah, Fidel. I had it a long time ago, because remember, I didn't even know about it. And you're like, how do you not know about Delaware's only famous serial killer? And I think I still have it in my saves, because I've saved every single thing I've ever had at, since we've started. It's still in my phone that we've not talked about. Huh. And he was one of them, because I was like, oh my god, there it is. Yeah, yeah. He, the, the, apparently it's a thing. But uh, anyway, not a, not a serial killer. I just thought that was interesting. Maybe yeah. We'll talk, maybe we'll talk about, like, some Delaware murders and shit like that one time. Okay. Okay, so. um, We just had elections. And we have a... <laughs> 
a new state representative or delegate. Oh, God. Okay, this is not funny, but it kind of is. Andrea Bennett. Okay, so Delaware State Police say a dispute on Sunday, December 13th, led to the arrest of a Delaware delegate, Andrea Bennett. Officials say they responded to St. Jones Avenue in Dover around 2 a.m. for a reported conflict. A criminal investigation was conducted, and 49-year-old Andrea Bennett was arrested for third-degree assault. Police do not confirm who else was involved in the situation or say exactly what happened. Officials say Bennett was... Oh, it's now it's going to make me read the source. Fuck you. Oh, Lord. Um, it says Bennett was arraigned and released on her own recognizance. And that's all it gives me. But uh, there was other articles that saying it was domestic violence, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, that's what's happening in our neck of the woods with our delegates. Like, they get a, elected and they're like, look at me. I'm going to do such great things. But first, let me beat my husband. <laughs> I know. Oh, my, my God. Hold my beer. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. You know what? I'm stuck on these two things right now. And... I don't know if you ever noticed, like, every once in a while, you get, like, stuck on a certain phrase or certain words. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you are you're talking about that. It's Yahoo. These freaking Yahoo's over here. Right. I'm always saying that. Or it's like, you know, I don't know. It's mostly about the kids. Like, these Yahoo's over here just ate everything or whatever. But it's also newfangled. Ah. Not newfangled this or that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why all of a sudden. It's like, these two things. Everybody's a Twatosaurus lately. <laughs> Everybody's a Twatosaurus. Like, why the fuck is such a Twatosaurus? <laughs> Meanwhile, this Yahoo is over here eating your leg. <laughs> this Yahoo's over here eating all my this shit. Yahoo, yeah. I'm like, what the actual shit? Okay. So, you know how before, we always love when we get Australia shit, because it's like... The land that'll kill you in an instant. Yes! Like, everything's fucking deadly in Australia. It's always something, right? So, I'm like, oh my god. So, oh, two things. Coming to America 2 is coming out. Oh, I know. It was Have supposed you seen to it? Come out. It was supposed to come out around this time, but I think COVID delayed the, um, the production, production of it. Of everything? So, I think it's either coming out this Christmas, or like a little in the new year. I don't know. I cannot but wait. But I've been waiting for this for two years since I found out they were making it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super duper excited. So that's happening. And then uh, Wonder Woman's coming out on Christmas Day. Yes. I'm really looking forward to seeing that too. There's also a show of one that's coming out on Disney Plus called Soul. Okay. And it looks super cute. It's like a Pixar movie. Oh. Super adorable. Can't wait to watch that. Okay. Um. So, well, there you go. So that's some stuff that's coming up soon. But this is all about Australia. It's fucking, it's so creepy. And I'm like, I'm never going to Australia. I love you guys. And maybe right. we're completely wrong. And we're no. over here in newfangled Delaware. No. <laughs> Whatever, but. No. no, I absolutely agree. And if we make it big and we need to tour, we're not going to Australia. I don't know. But it's I'm a little scary. We're going to go to New Zealand. <laughs> we're going to go to New Zealand? Yes, because they have no deadly creatures. <laughs> they don't have anything going crazy over there. So this is on matadornetwork.com from December 16th, and it says, Eastern Australia covered under huge amounts of snake-infested sea foam. Oh, gross. Could you even imagine? First oh, my all, God. Sea foam anything is disgusting. The color. <laughs> <laughs> I like sea foam. I wanted to do I know, that I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wait, this looks sea foamy. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I did not put this color in here, by the way. This is the color that was already here when I moved into this house. Yeah, this so is seafoamy. Yeah. Well. Seafoamy is a little more blue. No, seafoamy's no, like, it's, it's, this is like, uh, this is almost like a dull down Easter egg green. I don't know. Seafoam's a little 
greener, happier. I don't. Seafoam is gross. Any way you look at it. And now it's covered in, <laughs> now it's infested with snakes. It says, so that makes it ten times worse. I know. It says it looks like something out of an otherworldly apocalyptic movie, but in reality, it's just a little sea foam. To be fair, it's more like an onslaught of sea foam whipped up by intense storms this week that's covering the beaches of New South Wales and Queensland, Australia. While you might be tempted to flop right into it like diving into fluffy snow, you should probably think twice because sea snakes and other materials are lurking under the soft surface. Although people are certainly enjoying the foam, both playing in it and taking photos of it, it's being advised to steer clear due to the presence of sea snakes, which have, which could have gotten swept up in the sea foam. There are three, 32 species of poisonous sea snakes around Australia. Because of course there is. Uh, yeah. And their bites require anti-venom. OMG. What? Yes. Sea snakes. Poisonous sea snakes. I didn't know sea snakes. Sea snakes. Sea snakes were poisonous. Apparently, yeah. The ones in fucking Australia are. Of course the ones in Australia are. I know. Says the stormy waters are also bringing large debris to the shore. Uh, There's been trees and things like that that have washed up. I think there was half a cow that washed up at the beach yesterday. So make sure what's in front of you. There are trees and logs floating around, so please be careful. Said Nathan Fife, the Gold Coast Life Saving Service Services Supervisor of blah blah blah. Well, did you say a cow? He said there's been trees and things like that have washed up. I think there was a half a cow that washed up. I'm like, oh my god, how the fuck did you have a half a cow? Remember the movie Twister? We got debris. I know it's a cow. That's the best part of that whole movie. The foam is formed by the churning of seawater with algae, salts, fats, and other pollutants, and it's so. Thick that a dog was even lost and later found in the foam this week at Snapper Rocks on the Gold Coast. Hmm. So yeah, it's kind of neat. Like they look, this is the foam. Look ew, how much! Ew, get out of there! Why are they in there? They're playing in it. Australia is so stop it. Stop oh, they ra- no, they rescued the dog. The dog got there. It is Hazel. The dog was rescued in the sea foam. They did got the dog. Oh, they got the dog out. Get out of there, bitch. She's just standing there holding her dog like there's not fucking poisonous snakes in there. I don't know. Like, they mentioned, they're like, it could be. And then they kind of went on to something else. It's like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty crazy. All right. So I have a sad one. Oh. It's sweet, but it's sad. All but right. then I have a Christmas-themed World News Daily Report. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. Teenage Sweethearts. This is from, from sweetandsavory.com. Mm-hmm. Doctors tell teen he has three to six months to live, so he marries his high school sweetheart. Oh. Teenage sweethearts Chase Smith and Sadie Mills, of course her name is Sadie, realize this is a time valuable, time is the most valuable thing, most especially since time is ticking away for Chase. Oh. He is a oh, promising athlete. In fact, he was already a national ranked swimmer and six-time state champ when he was just 12 years old. With all that momentum building up, he hoped to be in the Olympics someday to swim for the country. Another little Michael Phelps. Back in 2014, this promising swimmer experienced a cramp while he was in training camp, which eventually turned into a tumor. Oh my god. It turned out to be a tumor. Oh my god, that's awful. That is awful. Gladly, he went into remission, and that lasted for a little while. In March of this year, his doctors found out that the tumors that he bravely fought when he was 13 were back again. He has one in his shoulder, one in his lung, one in his back, and another on his hip. Oh my god. This broke him and his entire family's heart and hopes and hopes into smithereens once again. Oh Jesus. When Chase experienced extreme head pain mal- in, a, in a month after just had, things had just get, gotten even worse, they found tumors all over his skull <gasps> and in the fluid of the lining of his brain. Ah. Oh my god. This 
This kid's kind of a goner. Uh-huh. Huh? Oh my god. The worst of all thing. these. His sixth long battle with you and sarcoma. Oh, that's what um, what Macy had. Oh, was it? Uh huh. Oh my god. Would most likely end his life, and he was told he only had three to five months to live. <gasps> most parents would say that they're too young to be mar- a married couple. This case, however, was entirely different. Chase's dad knew things would eventually come to this. He said, "I can't tell. I can tell in your demeanor that you're going to marry Sadie one day." Chase said. I want you to know if that's going through your mind right now. Your mom and I support you 110%. And when he was about to tell Sadie about his plans, he stopped him and said, I know exactly what you're going to say. She told him, I wanted to tell you the same thing tonight. Oh. So they all shed tears while talking about the predicament that their relationship had to go through. Sadie's dad told Chase how he changed their their daughter's life for the better, and now he's he inspired Sadie to be the best version of herself, and it's just a matter of four days they planned a simple wedding for the two lovers. Look at them. Oh, I think I saw this one. Was a it on People t- Magazine? I don't know. A fairy okay. tale like love story <laughs> that they hoped had a happy ending. So they tied the knot on April 29th with their loved ones as witnesses. The two exchanged their vow at the same place where they had their first kiss. They promised to spend the remaining time that they had left together as husband and wife, and of course, putting their highest faith in God and all above. Right. Um, the most important thing in my world at this point is spending time loving and laughing, Chase said. I Just living life to the fullest and loving every moment. Everything that he wished and hoped for became possible because Sadie, because of Sadie, his beloved wife. When they're told that they only did it because Chase's health condition, he knew God has more meaningful reason for why it, for why it happened. A lot of people do say, oh, they're getting married because he, was, he has a potential to pass away soon. And that's not all... That's not at all why we decided to get married, he told people. Oh, yeah, it wasn't people. It was more of the fact that um, it was a wake-up call. And he said, hey, God wants you guys together. Aww. So they're not after fame. They just want to let the world know that life is a sea of experience, good and bad. So, yeah. They got married, and it says they that people read their story and did a... Um, a GoFundMe? Oh, really? Um, he was, Chase was able to attend a renaming and dedication ceremony at his old high school. The Indian Creek High Pool is now named the Chase M. Smith Natatorium? Whatever that is. Sadly, from the GoFundMe update in September, it looks like the cancer continues to spread and is causing him extreme pain. However, he's also, he's also passed the five months given to him. It's still something to celebrate and to be thankful about. Time is more precious than gold for some people, just like Sadie and Chase, who are still fighting a battle and proving their wedding vows to be together, in sickness and in health. Oh my god. Aww. That's the sweetest shit. I mean, it's sad. Oh, yeah, it's definitely really, it's sad. really sad. And and I don't know, I, I should have looked up whether or not he has passed on or not, but I didn't want to. I know, because it's like, you know, you just want to think about, like, oh, you know, they just got to be together. Right. They're just you know, they're young together, and in love. And that's it. Young and in love. I just can't imagine. God, I mean, just. I got a funny one though. I'm I'm ready for a funny one. Oh, uh, you need a funny one. I this do. will be like a nice quick one, and then you can like round this puppy off probably. Um. <laughs> so this guy moves in with his parents. And then the parents were like, all right, you got to go. And after the son moves out, apparently he had $25,000 total in porn. Oh, my God. That's a and lot of And they destroyed porn. it all. Oh. 
the horror. So naturally, what any person would do if your parents destroy your porn stash. Right. You sue you, them. You sue them. You so sue they have them. to go to the bank for your spank bank. <laughs> so according to Fox 29, who I'm very annoyed with right now. I mean, I've never really paid attention. I, I don't know. I have been paying attention like the last year or so. But it's like COVID this, COVID that, COVID this, COVID that, right? Like, if you look through their stuff, it's all about COVID and how it killed this 29-year-old who had no pre-existing conditions. I'm and then so over It killed this, bullshit. it killed that, it did this, it did that, right? And then they're like, oh, look at the vaccine. You need to get this vaccine, you need to get this vaccine. And, oh, my God, it killed everybody. It killed everybody. Like, all this stuff. And then they'll be like, well, now the vaccine gave this person an adverse reaction. Like, one person out, like, Alaska or something. But this was, like, days ago, not recently. But I thought, I'm like... Talk about fear-mongering. You know what I mean? Not that it's not happening. I totally agree that it's happening. I had COVID. I can see how it would really make people ill. I can't roll my sleeve up fucking fast enough. I know. That's what you're saying. But it's like, if you could look at, like, what they post. Like, if you just don't look at it all and then go back with a fresh mind and just look at, like, their headlines, you'll see how they purposely make you terrified. The media does that shit on purpose. The media is fucking awful. They do. They really do. And I was like, hey, I used to think people would say that shit and I wouldn't believe them. I'd be like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, welcome, welcome to our media. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's so crazy. But anyway, so Fox 29, it says, Michigan parents must pay after destroying son's $25,000 porn stash. It says, this is in Grand Haven, Michigan. A federal, a federal, a federal judge yeah, because that's what their parents sent them to school for, and I'll spend all that money for, uh, you know, law school. A federal judge has ruled a man who sued his parents for getting rid of his pornography collection in western Michigan can seek compensation. Federal judge Paul Maloney ruled in favor of David Working. <laughs> You're working that stash this week, saying that his parents, Paul and Beth Working of Grand Haven, destroyed his collections of DVDs, VHS, and other pornographic materials in 2018. VHS? Apparently, he got it all. Oh, my he got God. Them. They destroyed his copy of Debbie Dallas Dallas. <laughs> According to the Holland Sentinel, David's uh, original lawsuit was filed in federal court in April 2019 and said his parents destroyed a large amount of pornography he left behind when he moved out of their house at the request of local law, local law enforcement. I love that. Like, at the request of local law. Yeah, they're like, get the fuck out. Like, y'all don't get along. It's time to go. Said he had lived in their home for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Muncie, Indiana. So, I wonder why he got divorced. Maybe it was his porn addiction. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right. The Holland said it all cited emails between David and his father that there, uh, there was a collection of 12 moving boxes full of pornography plus two boxes of sex toys. Oh, my God. This guy sounds Seriously? like a good fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He also he also included an itemized list of destroyed property, including 1,605 titles of pornographic DVDs and VHS tapes, plus 50 sex toys and paraphernalia. He originally valued them at almost $29,000, saying some of the items were irreplaceable. He later amended the value to $25,000. Frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff for you. Working's father wrote an email. The paper reported that his parents were not willing to transport the collection to Indiana and were uncomfortable with it in their home. Right. They admitted to destroying the property. You know what? If you went on Judge Judy, Judge Judy would be like, well, you moved out and you didn't take it with you. You didn't like it that much. Right. And then you have the nerve, the audacity to move to Indiana and then expect your fucking family that puts you up for all this time after you got divorced to bring this shit to you. <laughs> Piece of shit. The judge ruled there is no question that the property belonged to working and that his parents had no right to destroy it. Whatever. But he left it there. He so, left it there, and he left it. 
replaced. It's fucking on YouPorn. <laughs> I know, right? Maloney told both sides to file briefs on the financial value of the collection. The working family has until February 16, 2021 to file written submission on the amount of money owed. Oh, my God. Could you imagine your son? Like, I mean, when they're born Look, Ryan, and you hold their little baby selves in your arms, they're just brought into the world. You never think, you know, 25 years, 30 years from now, they're going to sue me because they have all this porn that I had to get rid of. Look, when the Matthew Charleston has burned down, Brian had an extensive... Oh, I remember election, that, yes. Uh-huh. And people were, like, going through the dumpster that everything was thrown out at and found in all the porn, and, like, it went around town that we were, like, freaks. No. Oh. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. All right. So I have something similar to that. <laughs> this week's World News Daily Report where the facts don't matter. Oh, my gosh. Love, 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 love. Merry Christmas, people. <laughs> Police shut down Christmas mall kiosk after intoxicated Santa, Mrs. Claus, and an elf having a threesome in public. Oh my god! Oh, oh. <laughs> an Ohio Christmas an Ohio Christmas mall kiosk was shut down by police this weekend after three intoxicated employees partook in a sexual act in public. Zanesville police intervened after several complaints of shoppers. From shoppers alleged that inappropriate sexual behavior was taking place. <laughs> oh, here are their names. Elmer Hines, 73. <laughs> Janet Weaver, 62. And Elliot McAnister. Uh, that's a playoff home alone, McAllister. Mm-hmm. Elliot McAnister, 43, were found intoxicated and in possession of crack cocaine, crystal meth, marijuana, and alcohol. No window cleaner today? I know. They always make them like, they always have like all of there's, it. There's everything. They have everything. Before being arrested by Zanesville police, Miss Claus was sitting on Santa's lap moaning and groaning while he had his pants down. And while we were waited in line, one shocker, one shock pair, <laughs> pair reported oh, the elf started masturbating boy. under his trousers and fondling <gasps> Mrs. Claus's breast as well as French kissing <laughs> As well as French kissing Santa Claus at the same time, one one offended shopper reported. Oh my god! One shopper also snapped pictures of Elliot McCannister dressed as an elf and partaking in anal sex with one of the plastic reindeers. (gasps) (laughs) What they were doing doing was extremely offensive, but I had been waiting in line for over an hour. My four-year-old daughter would never have forgiven me if we'd left. She was so eager to meet Santa Claus, one visibly troubled shopper added. Colony Square Mall administrators have since instated a no-alcohol policy for future employees at the Christmas Mall kiosk to prevent further incidents, said the officials. And that is the end. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. World News Daily Report. Thanks. I just, I just Seriously, so they're I just trying to you so much. And so this is all going on while kids wait in line. Uh-huh. I see Santa Claus. <laughs> And I love that they, they gave the... This is awful. <laughs> so here's Santa. No. Here's, hold on. Let me, let me put my glasses back on. Here's Mrs. Claus. Ew. And here's the elf with the lazy eye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, oh. Uh, speaking uh, of Netflix, before I sign us off. Okay. Um, There's a movie on Netflix called Prom. Oh, yes. I saw that. And it is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah? It's a musical. It's got Meryl Streep and um, Nicole Kidman and uh, James Corgan. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. It's about um, this lesbian girl who wants to take her girlfriend to prom. 
and they, like, it's like a big fight. It was, like, probably based on, like, news stories or whatever. Okay. But, um, in the end, it's just a, a beautiful gay mess, and I think you all should watch it. A beautiful gay mess? Beautiful gay mess. Oh, um, my. All right. So, if you have had sex with, you know, plastic reindeer in the middle of the mall. <laughs> plastic reindeer. In the, or seen somebody doing so while you're waited in line with your children to see Santa Claus, write <laughs> us at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. I am also on Twitter. So, it's Danielle. You can jump in my twat box. And... Or no, you're... You could also hear us on a, on a bunch of different platforms that Danielle will tell you about. And most importantly, before we get all this done, may everybody, no matter what you celebrate, even if you don't celebrate, yes. may you have the happiest of holidays. Yes, may you, because you know what? We have to round out the end of this year with a really nice time. Right. Let's, I don't know. Well, wait, real quickly. Did you know over in the UK they got some mutant strain of coronavirus and now they're all back on lockdown? What the fuck? I know. They better keep it over there. I was like, you know it's going to fucking come over here, too. Any old way. On that. Uh Uh-huh. Merry, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas, though. Merry Christmas. We have coronavirus. Merry Christmas. Anyway, so you can hear us every Wednesday on the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. That's right. They put us on New York daytime radio. I don't know who thought that was a great idea, but we love it. Oh, you can get that in your app store and apparently Sirius Radio. Oh, it's on Sirius Mm -hmm. now? Yep. Really? Yeah, Louie just posted something about listen to us on Sirius. Oh, wow. All right. So we're, we're, we're making it. So on Sirius uh, Radio, you can hear us, I guess, on the WMLD over there. So that's kind of nice. And if you can't find it, go and look on the app stores. You can find that. But if you miss it, that's okay. You can hear on the replay on Saturdays at 7. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. And if you miss I don't know why. I, I can't. I don't know why I can't remember this shit on Saturdays for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway. And if you miss it, that's okay. Because you're going to hear us on all of our other platforms, which are Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, and apparently, someday, iHeartRadio. Someday. Apparently, it takes a really long time to get on iHeartRadio. I'm not really sure what's going on. But anyway, keep in, like, keep in touch. We're going to hear from you guys. And after the new year, we're hoping that we'll have our Zooms all set up. Yep. And we're hoping that we'll be able to interact with you guys a little more. So on that note, have a very Merry Merry Christmas. Okay, goodbye. la 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 la